2024 is not the destination. And, you know, what I would love for all of us is if by December 2024 that we're saying, yeah, you know what? Some of that made a small difference that's going to make a difference next year. And some of us have grown in small, perceptible ways that will continue to manifest and will continue to help us gain momentum in 2025 and beyond. Welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin Vandeven. I'm a millennial and mother trying to build the place in the world that's made for me while fighting burnout, living intentionally, and embracing gratitude, even when I'm grumpy. Here on Medium Lady Talks, we visit the topics and practical tips that will help you maximize self-discovery and minimize self-judgment so you can finally get momentum building the life you know is possible in this post-pandemic world. On this podcast, you can expect we'll get deep while having fun, and whether you're burnt out like a dog in a dumpster fire or celebrating your best life daily, you'll find the conversations, prompts, and tools I know will be helpful on your own personal healing journey. So stay tuned for my deep dive solo shows and interview episodes with dear friends and expert guests. Together, we'll make sure you have what you need to build the place in the world that's made for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's jump in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. This is part two of episode 94. I'm taking a bit of liberties with the math because I want to end the season on 95 because I have some plans for 95, but I've decided to split episode 94 into two parts. This is part two of how to get out of your own way in 2024, which is a 12 question series. If you missed part one, you can go ahead and pause and go back, or you can actually probably listen to this episode and still get quite a lot out of it and then go back and listen to episode one later. We've been doing 12 questions, and we're going to jump into question number seven. Uh, Just for context, today is December 23rd, and we are winding down season three of Medium Lady Talks, and it's been an incredible season full of amazing guests and a lot of really wonderful solo episodes that I'm proud of that I feel like offer a lot of value to you as a listener. But I am thinking about 2024, and I have been thinking about what I want to do and how can I do what I want in alignment with who I am and what my goals are. So these six questions are built off of the six episodes, 87, 89, 90, 91, 92, and 93. And I've distilled 12 questions from those six episodes because they were all focused on asking the question, how do you get out of your own way? How do you get out of your own way when it comes to your aspirations and goals? How do you get out of your own way when it comes to your limiting beliefs? How do you get out of your own way when it comes to perfectionism, gathering with people? How do you get out of your own way to express yourself externally? And how do you get out of your own way when it comes to resisting the season of life that you're in? So these next six questions are really designed to walk us all through the ideas and thinking that are required to say, oh, yeah, I have been getting out of my own way, and I'd like to stop doing that in 2024 so that I can really move on with aligning my actions to what I want to see in my life and how I want to build the place in the world that's made for me. Question number seven. 
Question number seven is about the gradual process and realistic spaces, because getting out of your way is a journey. It's not a sprint. And I certainly said that in part one is as 2024 begins, I really don't want you to feel like you have to say, okay, it's 2024. And I've listened to the medium lady episode on getting out of my own way. And now isn't this great for me? I am officially out of my own way. And I will never be an obstacle for myself achieving my dreams. It just, <laughs> it just doesn't work. Like, did you like my voice for that? It just doesn't work that way. Getting out of your own way is a journey. It's a long game. I used to say I was really, really bad at the long game. And now I'm not saying that anymore. I think, I think I've actually gotten really, really good at accepting that things take time, accepting that I have time. So for you, I want you to ask yourself this. How can you start small and move gradually towards a more realistic and purposeful space? We did explore a little bit of this in episode 92, but it is also being extracted from that context of holding events. So as you listen to that episode with Carrie Ann Cloda, you can think about the lessons that exist outside of that, or just the space of holding events. You know, how can you more realistically move yourself towards your goals? How can you move yourself to a more purposeful space? You can start small with that. You don't have to start by saying, well, I didn't know my purpose, but today I do. And now I'm perfect and everything is great. I think that would definitely be sort of like out of the obvious when it comes to what we're talking about here on this episode. I used to want instant change. I definitely did. I mean, and that like feels satisfying, right? It feels straightforward and easy. It, it feels good to move yourself in, a, in the direction or the illusion <laughs> or the delusion of instant change. But, you know, maybe and maybe again, it goes back to that turning 40 milestone. Gradual progress has become my mantra. So again, what small gradual steps can you take? Remembering progress is progress no matter how small. If you can make your way to a more realistic space, accepting that that space is smaller than the big dreams that you have, then you can actually just continue to execute change in a way that is slightly less uncomfortable than that big, big change is, even though that big change is what feels like it would give you that real rush, that real dopamine hit of satisfaction and success. But we've all heard people say this is, I made my way to achieve my dreams. And in the end, I just felt empty inside, or I, I just felt like I had to achieve more. Once I made my way to the top of the mountain, I could see higher mountains. And it just felt like, you know, the journey hadn't been fulfilling because I didn't get the high that I was pursuing all that time. When you achieve success in a more gradual, realistic space, then you can fuel yourself for the distance, for the distance of the journey. Question number eight is about sharing your story and facing the flawed ideas that your achievements might come with sacrifice or that your achievements will come with sacrifice. This is from episode 93 with Danielle Hines. Your story is so powerful, and the impulse to share it usually means there's someone out there that needs to hear it. That is a direct quote from Danielle in the episode. But as you pursue sharing your story, and as you think about what that means to achieving your goals or trying something new in 2024, have you considered those beliefs about those goals and your narrative about sacrifice, your perceptions and thoughts that maybe are telling you that this is going to be really, really hard and it's going to take away from your life. If you pursue something new, what you're actually going to be doing is creating a deficit in your life. And that might be something that is getting in your way. 
that idea that if you try something new, there's going to be a cost or a penalty. And maybe you don't want to pay that penalty or that penalty will be uncomfortable. But oftentimes that voice is not always true or accurate. And we need to really look deeply and question it. For me, sharing my story has felt vulnerable, but the impact has always been worth it. The impact of me getting to know myself, of me owning who I am and what I've been through, sharing my story about postpartum depression, sharing my story about creating as a way to navigate my way out of burnout, sharing my story of, you know, challenge and heartbreak or the things that have been really, really difficult for me in the context of grief. Those things are vulnerable, but the trade-off has never really been about the things that I felt like I would sacrifice. Like, would I sacrifice my status or would I have to sacrifice my career if I show who I really am? Would I have to trade off on my family's love and acceptance if I embrace who I really am and express myself authentically? That usually never comes to pass, and it certainly hasn't come to pass for me. So, If in 2024, you're considering sharing your journey and sharing your story, you should think about asking yourself the question, have you considered the power that will come from sharing your story? And do you believe that there will be sacrifice associated with that power? And how can you examine those beliefs more objectively? In episode 93 with Danielle Hines, Danielle goes really deep into a lot of vulnerable sharing about the difference between the release of her first book which was followed by personal family crisis, and the sacrifice that followed that family crisis, feeling subconsciously tied to her success as an author, her ability to publish a book, felt tied to this family crisis. And so a decade later, when she was publishing her second book, having to reconcile and uncover and discover and question that idea that publishing a second book was coming with some kind of personal sacrifice around the corner would have led her to a lot of resistance and a lot of potential fear and a lot of potential standing in her own way about publishing a second book. It's a really powerful story. Question number nine is about radical acceptance and self-celebration. You know, radical acceptance. Wow, I have to really think about that. And that is one of the things that I feel is slowly unlocking since turning 40 is this idea that I can accept myself in a way that is not just like nice and comfy, but in a way that is radical and in a way that resists, resists the cultural narrative or resists the way that oppression is built into my conditioning as a woman. That radical acceptance can be a game changer. And I don't think I've necessarily got myself on the handle of it completely, but even naming it as radical acceptance is pretty powerful. How can you radically accept yourself or maybe pursue the small steps towards radical acceptance? And how can you celebrate and take pride in all that you are right now without wishing for your life to be different? How can you embrace the way that your life is right now? And that is, in fact, radical acceptance. Pretty radical to just accept yourself without changing a thing. I don't know that I could do that today, but it's really been something that's on my mind. And it's perhaps antithetical to this episode. If you change nothing in 2024, can you accept yourself in that way? You know, that's a really tough question to answer. But can you celebrate your life as it is right now? And as we go from 2023 to 2024, can you celebrate your life without changing a thing, without accepting yourself after something changes, after something's different? 
if I could have perhaps found that radical acceptance, you can sometimes get out of your own way because you're not using the new thing to transform you. You're not using the new thing as a motivator to get out of the shame of who you are at present. That's also from episode 90 with Cecilia Mandrick. This question is an overlap of episode 90 and 93 because in episode 93, Danielle Hines shares a lot about radically accepting that her career as a published author after her divorce in the release of her first book, radically accepting that her career as a writer and her publishing opportunities were going to have to take a back seat to raise her family and to focus her attention on the things that would keep her family with a reliable, steady income, and radically accepting that there wasn't much she was going to be able to change about that, and that she could celebrate herself as a writer in that circumstance, even though she wasn't actively going to be pursuing a publishing career at that time. And then in episode 90, what Cecilia Mandrick talks a lot about is paying attention to shame, paying attention to how shame trips us up, paying attention to where shame shows up to motivate us to be high-performing, and could we be high-performing if we didn't have shame as part of the equation? That can be a scary question for people. But if we think about the idea of radical acceptance, that can really unlock us as obstacles in our own path. Accepting where I am brings me peace. Self-celebration, if I can get that to become a habit in 2024, if I can practice radical acceptance and celebrate myself regularly, I think that that will actually help me to take the steps that I want to do to do the things that I'm excited about because I'm not using them as a way to transform the things that I hate about myself. I'm using them as a way to amplify the things that I love about myself. And pursuing new things in the face of self-love seems really appealing, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like such a nice way to live your life? Question number 10 is about shifting from a permanent mindset to an experimental mindset. This is from episode 91 with Hannah Donnelly, which is about expressing yourself through personal style and how people often self-select or they self-censor when it comes to personal self-expression because they are very invested in what other people think of them and how other people respond to their self-expression. But what we talk about a lot in that episode is experimenting. And what I've been thinking since that episode is that life is an experiment. How can I shift from seeing things as permanent decisions and embracing the idea that every experiment evolves and grows as I learn? So think about that for yourself. How can you shift from seeing the, the thing, the new thing in 2024 as a permanent decision? And how can you modify that new thing in 2024 to embracing the idea that it's an experiment? And that the new thing in 2024 will evolve and grow as you learn in 2024 and will change in 2025 and morph in 2026. This is all about accepting that threat of permanence is really not real. And I used to fear permanent decisions all the time. You know, what if I make this decision to start a podcast? Or what if I make the decision to start a Patreon and it fails? then I might actually have to admit that my decision was the wrong one. And that is about me as a person making the wrong choice. Instead of saying, what did the Patreon teach me about the experiment? What were the variables of the experiment? And where can I learn and grow and iterate on that experiment? If I decide to start a Patreon, I could also equally decide to stop having a Patreon. Those decisions are equally available to me. 
making one decision about 2024 is not permanent. But the idea of permanence is very threatening, and it, it can be very paralyzing. When I embrace my life as an experiment, it changes my perspective. Even if I think about the podcast, having started in 2021, and here we are at the end of 2023, 94 episodes later. If I really think about that, the fascinating thing is that there's been so much iteration on the experiment. I've changed the cover art. I've changed the cadence of episodes. I've changed the music. I've changed the intro and outro. I've changed my approach to interviewing and guests. I've changed my content. I've pulled all of my book content out of the podcast this year and moved it to a whole new podcast. I've started a whole new podcast. (laughs) That's the thing that I'm the most excited about in 2023 was the fact that I am no longer a person with one podcast. I am a person with two podcasts. And I, I just think like, that's, that's where the experiment can take you is I never set out to make a permanent decision to be a person with one podcast. And I could have at any time also been a, gone back to being a person with no podcasts. There were certainly times in my life when it felt like it would actually be hard to keep the podcast going and I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. But I just decided to experiment with different ways of delivering content. And that has become really, really helpful and useful to me. Embracing that experimental mindset can be a great way to pursue something new in 2024. All right, we're wrapping up with our final two questions Question 11 is about questions. Question 11 is about asking the right questions. I want you to think about a situation where asking the right questions helps you to gain clarity. In particular, asking the right questions can challenge your assumptions. We talked a lot about this in episode 90 with Cecilia Mandrick. And getting yourself to a place where questioning assumptions can actually lead to positive change. We also talked about this in episode 89 with Diana Alexander-Rane, and she talks about how people expect that they can't use manifestation practices to alter their thoughts about their reality because there is, in a lot of ways, something about the current situation of resistance that is serving them or serving us. And she very gently says in this beautiful way that she wants to remind us that there are going to be often reasons that we're not manifesting what we say we want, because when we go down to the level of our beliefs and our assumptions, it's because we don't really believe or we don't really want the thing that we say that we want. And sometimes we find ourselves in these situations that reiterate time and time again, like we're repeating ourselves, or it's this like broken record situation. And sometimes the new year can feel that way. You know, you can look at your resolutions if you're a resolution person, And think about the resolution you've been setting and wonder, have I just been setting the same resolution year after year? But again, thinking about asking the right questions, that might be a good question. Another question might be, why do I keep setting this resolution year after year? Another good question might be, how is not achieving this serving me year after year? Another question is, how is this resolution or goal or new thing aligned with who I am as a person? Another good question might be, who am I as a person? You might decide (laughs) that the new thing you want to do in 2024 is to get to know yourself. And if that is something that you want to do is to answer the question, who am I and how do I describe my identity to myself for validation, for self-compassion, for love, to help me set boundaries, 
If that is something you want to do, then you are in the right place. And I want you to tell all your friends because Medium Lady and the Medium Lady community are here for you to do exactly that. We do not expect that you come to this podcast fully baked. I certainly don't. And I am self-discovering along the way with you. And I maybe had the benefit of the four years of practice that have preceded me, but we are all in this self-discovery journey together. So asking the right questions can really help you get out of your own way in 2024. I did hit those roadblocks until I started asking the right questions. So what do you think are the questions you can ask yourself today to gain clarity and to help you challenge your assumptions about whatever it is you want to do in 2024? All right, here's our final question. Validating yourself without shame. This is a really deep one. And if this is at all of interest to you, make sure you go back to episode 90 and give it a listen for some eye-opening insights. Validation is really important part of starting something new, but a lot of us validate ourselves through shame. And we can't accept a lot of external validation because it doesn't align with the narrative of shame that we've been having on repeat for years and years and years. So this is a key question is how can you validate yourself without relying on shame as a motivator? And I actually stopped the chat with Cecilia when she said this. And I said, say that again, (laughs) say that again. And I wrote it down because shame as a motivator, ever since she said that, I've realized just how draining that is. It's exhausting to continue to grow and pursue new things and be a high achiever or pursue anything in life that you feel remotely called to do because you're ashamed of who you are and where you are right now. That is exhausting, but it does work. It does work. The same way that perfectionism helps us manage other people's expectations, the same way that our imposter syndrome keeps us playing in a small sandbox, but a cozy sandbox nonetheless, shame can be very motivating. It says, you are bad and you need to be good. And in order to be good, you need to change. You need to be different than what you are right now. That is very motivating. Even if I think about the example that I shared in part one of this, uh, which was the Patreon, if I'm motivated to start a Patreon because I feel shame about uh, not having an income from a podcast that's three years old, or if I feel shame that I spend money (laughs) to run this podcast that I can never make back, um, if I start a Patreon because I feel shame that I don't have one and other people have one. If I start a website because I feel ashamed that all my content lives on Instagram, then that is kind of motivating. You know, these things is like, well, that's not great and I'm not great. So why don't we change that? And then when we change it, we'll feel better. The not great feeling will be gone. But that's not true. That's just replaced by something else to be ashamed of. And that's what's so draining and exhausting about shame. How can you validate yourself without relying on shame as a motivator? Validating myself without shame is something I will actively be working on in 2024 because I want to feel empowered to take the next step. I do not want to feel forced to take the next step. How can you shift from shame to self-validation in your own journey? Thank you so much for joining me for these six questions. This is part two of episode 94, the 12 questions you need to get out of your own way in 2024. So as we wrap up this episode, I really encourage you to 
take some time to ponder these questions. You may want to journal about them. You may want to talk about them with friends. You may simply want to just reflect during a quiet moment if you have those quiet moments. And remember, your growth is a journey. It's not a destination. And 2024 is just another point on that journey. 2024 is not the destination. And, you know, what I would love for all of us is if by December 2024 that we're saying, yeah, you know what? Some of that made a small difference that's going to make a difference next year. And some of us have grown in small, perceptible ways that will continue to manifest and will continue to help us gain momentum in 2025 and beyond. Speaking of those journeys, season three finale is just around the corner. So you can join me next week for episode 95. We will be wrapping up the season with a special reflection on my top fives of 2023. I will take, as I said, a brief hiatus in January to recharge and come back to content in February of 2024 when we will kick off season four. But do not worry because there will still be content happening over on Medium Lady Reads with my co-host Jillian O'Keefe. So make sure you are also subscribed to Medium Lady Reads so that you can have that content come automatically to your feed. Thank you so much for being part of the Medium Lady Talks community. Your support and your attention are precious, and they really mean the world to me. Until next time, please take care of yourself. I love you very much, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Medium Lady Talks, created and produced by me, Erin Vandeman. If you want more of the general vibe, gratitude, and encouragement from this episode, please come and find me on Instagram at medium.lady. And since you've made it to the end, I'd love to get to know you even better. Screenshot this episode so you can share it on Instagram and be sure to tag me so that we can chat. Thanks for listening. Remember, you're doing such a good job. Your place in this world can only be filled by you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.